0: You are listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. So welcome to the Archaeology and Ale podcast. Um, For those of you who haven't listened to us before, normally the Archaeology and Ale podcast is the recording of a talk that is given upstairs at the Red Deer in Sheffield, which is part of the Archaeology in the City program, which is run by the University of Sheffield Archaeology Department as a way of bringing archaeology to everyone, including people who aren't at university. Because Archaeology and Ale is informal and in the pub, it's unpublished sometimes, it's off the record, there's personal opinions and anecdotes and occasional coarse language and adult themes. So in this case, we can't actually bring you the recording of the whole talk because it includes a lot of information that may not be published yet. So Toby Kendall, who's with us this month from York Archaeological Trust, has very nicely agreed to let me interview him before his talk and before he's had a pint. So now um, I'm going to say hello, Toby
1: hello hello
0: hello hello so um i suppose i'll just start with could you i know it's a hard thing to summarize but could you give me a brief soundbite about what archaeology live and hungate is
1: Two different things. If you imagine Hungate, a uh, massive urban excavation that basically went on from 2006 through 2011, but it actually started in 1999. It's still going on now with bits and bobs. Archaeology Live is a, a separate entity as such, but it was hosted by Hungate for a while. And Archaeology Live is the training that we've been doing for your archaeological trust or with your archaeological trust since about 2001. So if you imagine a training excavation and a massive urban excavation, then we combine the two with great results
0: and so this is in the city of york on a street called hungate yes yes and yes (laughs) well i think we've actually got a listener in texas so i kind of have to give the background information um and how long have you been involved with all of this
1: The first work I ever did at Hungate was 2000, basically. So that's quite a long time ago. Um, And basically, since Hungate started running as a proper big-scale excavation, I've been all the way through, and then at the very bitter end, I was there as they were emptying the buildings out. And I've got a feeling I'm going to be involved in the next stages of work whenever they come up to.
0: Um, And was that your first archaeology job?
1: Uh, Not my very first archaeology job, but one of the first ones. And definitely my first... um, complex deep strat urban that we actually went into some meaty deposits
0: oh cool and um what is your role with York Archaeology Trust
1: my job title at the moment is project officer so if you imagine other archaeological units have similar titles we've just actually changed a few of the titles internally and such like so project officer matches people a little bit there just run projects and write them up and all the rest of it
0: um and what's your favorite thing about the job
1: it's different most days. I can't say every day because some days it is pretty much the same, but it's not the standard thing. You go to the office, do the same rubbish over and over and over again, go home and hate your life. It's one of those ones it changes.
0: <laughs> oh good, so hopefully you hate your life less some days than others.
1: Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs>
0: Have you got a favourite discovery or thing that's been found? It's hard to pick out of all the years, I guess.
1: It's difficult. I mean, I've been really lucky because I've dug in a few places, a few different countries. I think the thing I like um, most about archaeology, I'll say, is when other people that you're training suddenly get it, if that makes sense. Their, their, Their ability to understand is one of the things that I find probably the most rewarding
0: so we've we've sort of talked about your favourite thing, which is pretty cool. Um, but if there's one thing you could change about archaeology in general, um what do you think it would be?
1: It would be, Everybody's got a different idea of what's good and bad about archaeology. What would be really nice is if people just stopped moaning and got on with the job.
0: <laughs> yep, fair enough. And so, what's your advice for someone considering doing archaeology?
1: If, if people want to get into commercial archaeology, um, get as much experience as possible, learn how to record, and make sure you do record, because there's loads of people out there that can dig, but there's not many people that can record very well. Um, get a driving licence and first aid certificates, the SES card, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, don't worry too much about um, all the higher level stuff, just get the experience and be practical first. Turn up on time is a useful thing as well.
0: Yes, fair enough. Well, I was going to say thank you very much for your recommendation, which I think helped me have my first experience in archaeology in the UK in 2010. And somehow I ended up actually getting paid to do things after that. So thank you very much. And your advice definitely worked for me. Because um, I was, I just took over the archive at my first site, like, because it was horrible. <laughs> Made me happy. Um, and now, so where do you think, so I know that um, Hungate, the project that mm. I volunteered on is, is sort of coming to a close now and I understand that there's sort of stuff that hasn't been announced yet but where, where are you going from here
1: Personally, um, I've been doing a few other bits and bobs and I've been slowly reintegrated to the rest of the field teams after being locked in a cupboard seemingly for eight years. So the training that we've been doing, we've been working a few of the sites on Hungate itself and now we're working at All Saints on North Street with the Archaeology Live project. And we're hopefully this summer going to be working at Nottingham Castle, fingers crossed. We don't know for certain yet. Um, if people are curious, just do a search for Archaeology Live and you'll find us on the interwebs. Um, And then hopefully in the future there'll be some other big projects that come up in the centre of York and we can try and apply what we've learnt doing a more modern thing at Hungate to them.
0: So just because I haven't been following the website, sorry, <laughs> what is what is at All Saints at the moment? All,
1: all Saints at the moment, basically, it's um, underneath a grossy, rotten boxing club that used to be a mortuary chapel, that used to be a church hall, that used to be everything. But basically, the ultimate goal is to get down to the point where we can try and link in the church and its surrounds. So we're digging on a site that was consecrate for a short period of time. Before that, it could be medieval market, it could be anything. Um, The thing is, there's a limit to how deep we can dig. If we went all the way through the deposits there, we'd be looking at about four or five metres, and that isn't going to happen. So what we're looking at doing is um, working in partnership with the church, they're getting their archaeology removed, we're getting access to what is one of the finest medieval churches in York City. Honestly, if you don't get a chance to go visit, go online, they've got some great images of all the uh, windows and such. So that's All Saints, North Street, make sure it's North Street, people get mixed up. Um, and there's just lots of nice stuff. I mean, the earliest found that we've got, find that we've got, sorry, is near, part of a Neolithic polished stone axe. Okay, I found. Oh, well <laughs> um, so yeah, good stuff.
0: Cool. And what was the second site you mentioned?
1: Um, hopefully this summer it's not confirmed yet so don't jump them down too excited that we're seeing about getting permissions in place to do some work at Nottingham Castle itself, so that's with the, um, if you imagine, York Archaeological Trust involves not just um, the York offices, we've got um, Trenton Peak in Nottingham, Archaeology in Sheffield North Light up in Scotland the Trenton Peak guys are looking at setting up an archaeology like style project so we're going to try and transfer that model across and just see how well it works, and fingers crossed it will all go well
0: Cool. Um so now I suppose it's time for the slightly silly questions. Um if you could time travel, where would you go?
1: Back to when I was a child, stop doing all the stupid things that I did.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. So no not interested in going back to ancient Rome or anything.
1: No, to be able to sort myself out first.
0: And what question do you think I should have asked you?
1: <laughs> that is a very difficult one. Um what are you gonna talk about later?
0: Mm. Yes. Fair enough. And I'm not allowed to because it's all (laughs) off the record. That's really mean. Um, And... Oh, that's it. Are you still doing, a personal question, are you still doing the archaeology walks in York that you used to do yeah, during we, the summer?
1: On, on, the, on the Thursday, we were just joking downstairs. It's Thursday evening, I'm on a pub and I've just been walking around. Mm-hmm. So it's almost as if it's the summer where I've been walking around York and talking and going through all the different things. So yes, part of the training session, different sessions. On a, on a Thursday, we just roam around town looking at old things. Yes. And it's quite good fun. And we end up in a pub and we usually have a few snacks and some beer and a good laugh. Yes.
0: So that leads me to my next question. Actually, if someone was coming to York, what archaeology pub would you recommend?
1: Oh, that's a difficult one. Um, to be honest, archaeology pubs We, we go in the uh, Golden Slipper because they're very nice people in there They let dogs in mm-hmm. uh, We also go in the Minster Inn down Marygate Which is very nice, they're very nice people in there um, I know a lot of people from the university department Tend to go to the Lamb and Lion <coughs> Just tucked mm-hmm. underneath and Bar But basically, there's so many pubs in York it's, it's not as if you have one specific archaeology pub People just end up everywhere
0: Cool. And last of all, what are you drinking now?
1: I'm drinking Staropram, or however you pronounce it. Uh, it'll be different later on, obviously. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Something heavier after the talk. Okay, well, thank you very much, Toby, um, for putting up with my questions. So thank you very much again, and I look forward to hearing your full talk.
1: Cheers now. Thank you. Charles.
0: And that's the end of the interview with Toby Kendall of York Archaeological Trust about the summary of the excavations at Hungate over the last 15 years and a little bit of information about what the York Archaeological Trust has planned for the future. So again, I'm sorry I couldn't give you the whole talk. It really was very interesting, and I can definitely see why we weren't allowed to have the whole talk recorded because there's a heap of amazing stuff that's gonna be in an upcoming publication. So if you're interested in finding out about some of the discoveries that have been made at York in Hungate over the last 15 years, do check out the York Archaeological Trust publications page. Their website is www.yorkarchaeology.co.uk. So as an example of the kind of stuff they publish, one of their more recent books is Anglo-Scandinavian Occupation at 16 to 22 Coppergate, Defining a Townscape by Richard A. Hall. They've also got a database of all of their publications over the last decade or so. So there's bound to be something there that interests you. So if you want to get involved with the York Archaeological Trust, just visit yorkarchaeology.co.uk forward slash get involved. There's information on Archaeology Live, learning, community engagement activities, and friends of the York Archaeological Trust. Um, Something that Toby did mention in his talk that I think I'm allowed to mention to you is that there have been a lot of amazing artifacts and phases of use discovered at York, but he said that one of the best things that's come out of York is almost an entire generation of archaeologists have had experience there. Um, I know anecdotally I volunteered there in 2010 after working in Australia for two years as a commercial archaeologist I came over and I spent in total four and a half months digging at York both helping with students and just digging with the commercial team as a placement and most of the people I was working with over those four months who started out as student placements have now gone on to full-time commercial archaeology jobs. Um, And I myself, I managed to work for two years on the commercial archaeology circuit in the UK after starting off at York and getting my first job with the experience I got at York. Um, I personally have since moved on to do other kinds of archaeology. I've spent a year as a community archaeologist and now I'm doing an archaeology PhD, but I'll always remember the experience I had digging there. And I think that is something which will unite a lot of people who have done archaeology there over the last 15 years. And I'm also not the only international person to have done archaeology with Archaeology Live over the years. They have a great big map in one of their warehouses where you put a sticker where you're from. I'm definitely not the only Australian who's been there, and there are students who have come from all over the world to come and dig there, as well as retirees, schoolchildren, people from an entirely different career, accountants have become archaeologists, so have secondhand booksellers after having some time digging at Hungate. So if you're ever traveling in York, do go and check it out. It's not that far from Sheffield if you come to one of our talks. Uh, And also, you may have noticed the format of questions I've used. If you listen to other programs on the Archaeology Podcast Network, uh, my questions I asked Toby were inspired by the Profiles in CRM podcast, which is also available on the Archaeology Podcast Network. Really interesting eight to ten minute interview segments with people working in CRM, usually in the United States, it seems with some really, really interesting insights on the work they do, how they got there, and where they think they're going next. So do check it out. Uh, Next month, we'll be back to a slightly more normal format, I hope. Uh, I'm going to have a student from the University of Sheffield presenting her research, which is actually based in the States. So a nice international bit of archaeology next month's talk. And last of all, good news. We now have a website up and running. It's worldwideweb.com archaeologyinthecity.group.sheffield.ac.uk or if you just go to Facebook and look for Archaeology in the City, we have a link to our webpage there. And on our webpage, we've got links to the Archaeology Podcast Network, the Red Deer Pub in Sheffield and summaries of all the talks we've had and the upcoming talks we've got planned. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you again next month. Bye.
1: This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast
0: Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. Contact us at Chris chris@archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. At